0: and welcome to Then and Now. I'm Vivienne Bailey and each month we visit our radio archives. Our focus is on people who have supported the local community in various roles. Nothing is constant in the world, our community and how we look at it, and the people interviewed have changed. We take a fresh look at many of the subjects covered in past programmes and compare them with current perspectives and trends. This is then and now, and I'm Vivian Bailey. Today we welcome Kapiti-based Nikki Carroll, qualified journalist and broadcaster, and once one of the team here at Coast Access Studio. Welcome, Nikki. Hi, Viv. Thanks for having me. Nikki, you've achieved an amazing amount in the last few years, and to start from the beginning, perhaps you could tell listeners about your time at. Coast Access Radio, like such as what years you were working here, how long, your position, etc.
1: No problem.
0: So um, I started working here
1: in January 2016, um, and I secured the job by the fact that I was in a show with Graham's wife, Graham Joyce's wife oh. at the time, um, the previous year, and was just saying I was really not happy with my job oh, okay. and I was looking for a change and I was thinking about maybe moving into the broadcast field and she went oh, I, I? I have a possible <laughs> I have a possible solution for you so as it happened, um, the current uh, administration manager was looking at retiring at the end of the year, and um, she oh. thought that i 'd be a good fit, and because of the way access radio runs, there would also be opportunities for me to Dip my fingers into broadcasting and seeing Flexibility. How yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so I started in January 2016, um, and I basically, I was here for three years. So I worked through till January 2019. Um, while I was here, as I said, the administration manager, but I also picked up... Um, a few more little managerial-type roles. Um, I started uh, helping out with the grant applications. Oh, right. Um, oh, I attended yes. a couple of the um, national conferences, which oh. was super fun. Yes. Um, and I got confident enough yes. behind the microphone to actually start
0: um, producing my own programs. Wow. While, while you were still here? Yeah. Oh, so you were producing programs while you were at the... Yes. Oh, wow. That was kind of a giant leap. But given your background in theatre and that, did that help? It did. So the the theatre
1: gave me the confidence to imagine I was talking to anybody Mm. from behind the microphone. Mm. Um, Mm. So the first opportunities I got was um, all our broadcasters for the morning shows, uh, volunteers. Um, I got an opportunity to have a morning show. Um, And then I got an opportunity to do the drive show, and I loved the drive show. The morning show is great, but it's really structured because there's certain things that you need to do at certain times for every show. Mm -hmm. The drive show on a Friday afternoon was a little looser, (laughs) and you could have a bit more fun with it, (laughs) so I really loved that. A bit more relaxed, yeah. Um, And then Graham um, and... Eric, who was the I production manager, Eric, yep. yes. Eric at the time, um, taught me how to record people and to create um, audio pieces for the radio. Oh, okay. Um, and then, did you
0: ask for that, or um, you sort I of put your was, hand up? And,
1: yeah, it, look it was, at was me, kind look of look a combination
0: <laughs> thing. I really loved.
1: I really loved being behind the microphone. Yeah. Um, and in one of our because um, Gray Eric and I used to sit down and do a lot of brainstorming around. Mm future programs and program ideas and things like that. And one thing that we had been lacking at the time was was a youth input. that There there had been, but it had kind of faded away. And so um, between us, we came up with the idea of approaching the local colleges. So the two colleges here, so Horafinua and um, Kapiti, um, we went to Ōtaki College, Horafinua and... Waipehu, oh, yes. And um, approached them all and asked them if they'd be interested in doing a student-run program uh, once a week, but they'd share it. So that would mean they'd only have to do it once every five weeks.
0: Yes. so and they all jumped on board. board. Did they? So you had good teachers here. Yeah.
1: They, so we approached the media. Um, so Studies. if they had a media yeah, uh, yeah. teacher at school, we approached yeah. them. We also approached um, anybody to do with the arts.
0: mm mm-hmm. And, mm. um,
1: yeah, the kids really bought into it. I think
0: oh, I can imagine that, the first yes.
1: year was really like, uh, being the generation they are, they mm. were like, oh, radio. Never thought about that as a broadcast medium. <laughs> and, yeah, some of them, I mean, I know that Graham had had um, interns here before who've gone on to actually do really well for themselves. Katie Scotcher, who works for RNZ. um
0: wow.
1: And is a, a, a radio journalist for RNZ. She did her she did an internship here. Um, we have Eve Abernathy, who also did an internship here, and is now working in uh, journalism. As or she, she's currently, or she went to study journalism and is now doing an internship uh, up in Auckland, I think. But yes, yeah, so wow, good training was, ground. Mm, then. Yes, a good training, yes. ground. And that's what we kind of. The idea behind that was we wanted to show younger people yes. that. There was something other than just the commercial DJ shop I jock see, roles I see. out there. Yeah. That
0: there was other options. Yes, for them. and 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 they did realise that. Yes. Do you know if any of them have from from those programs have carried on? I know but I have. kind long of ago, lost touch it? with
1: most of them, but I know that yeah. a couple of them were looking at at going on to study something to do with broadcasting yes. when they went off. How to wonderful university. So, that you yeah. inspired but them! But they loved it.
0: They did love because, it. You know yeah. they're, they're difficult to inspire at that age. Really. <laughs> Can be, yes. <laughs> can be, yeah. But they also can be very enthusiastic. They can, you know, just and just they were. We, were. we were, the, lucky. Mm. Yeah, we
1: had some really, really good enthusiastic um, students and teachers. The teachers really bought into it as well, so that was
0: great. I think that's the key, isn't it? Getting the teachers on board. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And and if they've got the time, you know, yep. you know, they, you know, they're that's committed, it. but you know. <laughs> So many hours in a day, isn't Exactly. It? Yes. So um, in
1: 2018, I had a bit of a midlife crisis. <laughs> um, I totally blame Graham for this. No. Um, so I, I was at that point, I was loving, I mean, quite happy to do the administration work. Yes. But I was loving the broadcasting work. That was what made me right. want to get up every morning and come to work. Really? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely loving it. So I started to look into the, um, you know... I'm not young. I'm I'm in my fifties, in my and I, ha- I, I
0: deliberately haven't mentioned. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I no. no.
1: I'm, I'm in my fifties, and I was thinking to myself, "Am I too old to actually make this a career? Mm-hmm. Like the the way Access Radio works, um, there wasn't going to be the career opportunity for me to just work on the radio. Um, when my role is administrating. Was really important. It was a, yes. a vital part of the organisation. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, oh, so <laughs> much to Graham's disgust. No, I shouldn't really say that, but Graham had been talking to me during that year. He was to, looking at retiring down the track. We were talking about um, how succession, you know, because that's yes. obviously a really important part, particularly in a nonprofit organisation. Yes. Uh so we were talking about that and he had and we had talked about me possibly stepping into that managerial role oh, right. progressively. Wow. Um over the next couple of years. Okay. And then I had then I decided I really wanted to look at this broadcasting and so I looked at journalism in particular because what I loved um, I loved it when I got an opportunity to talk to someone like this yes. and tell a story, yep. right? So I wanted to get better at it. So I thought, well, journalism, they'll teach you the tricks and how to make a story sound good.
0: Yes. And
1: I looked at uh, the purely journalism options, so mm-hmm. at Massey and at Victoria. Mm, yeah. And then somebody mentioned to me about broadcasting school down in Christchurch. Oh. And part of that was, so Chris Farfoy, MP, Labour oh, yes. MP, yes, yes. he as a uh, graduate of broadcasting oh, school. That's he? Yeah. And he actually started out his broadcasting career in Access Radio down in Christchurch. What heavens. Yes. Um, so I start, I looked at it and but then it was like so I'm married, I have kids, mm. my kids had commitments, you know my husband you had, had responsibilities. A job. Exactly. And it was like yeah. And plus Graham and I had been talking about this possible succession. Mm-hmm. So it I went along to the interview thinking what the heck? I'll oh, give it a go. nothing to
0: lose, but yeah. pretty yeah.
1: sure that being in my early 50s, they're probably going to go, what? And I wouldn't get in. So I was walking down Lambton Quay. I was in Wellington for something else a few days after the interview and I get the mm-hmm. phone call to say they would love to have me oh, join goodness. the um, study. Now, they only take 25 oh, students. That
0: was my question. Is it yes. hard to get in? Yep. Yes, They only
1: take 25 students for each stream. So you have right. a journalism stream a screen TV stream, and a radio as in commercial radio stream. Right. And I'd actually applied for both the radio and the journalism mm. and realised during the course of the interview for the radio that that was not what I wanted. Oh, okay. Not so much. I like, like as I've said, yes. working behind the microphone, yes. but it was it's very commercial. Commercial radio is commercial. It's all about the sales. Everything happens because of the sales. Mm. So, whereas access radio is about telling the stories and giving the information and people. Community. So, exactly, community. So, anyway, well, they offered me a place in the journalism course and then I had to break the news to Graham. (laughs) (laughs) And he look, to give him his due. He was wonderful. He was so proud of me, so excited for me. Um, There was a minute flicker when I first. (laughs) Set him down to tell him the news because it was like, but what about me and my plans? But he was just absolutely over the moon for me and he just, he knew even more than I did that this was the right path for me to take yes. and that I would be a success. So um I went... So that so that was the boss sorted, so that's yes. great. I've got his support. That's wonderful. Then I had to have that conversation with my husband. Oh,
0: yeah, that's so, right. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> so yeah. he'd obviously aware yeah. that I'd applied for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's pretty hard to hide really? that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we had to have a discussion about how we were going to make mm. this work. Mm. And we decided that because our youngest child was really settled – um at his school, good friendship circles mm. and all that kind of stuff, that to expect him to uplift all that and move yes. down to Christchurch just for two years because the course... Yes, two years. Yeah, it's, it. it's in class two years and yes. then you do an internship. So your third oh, year see. is an internship.
0: Because when I read about it, it looked like these. They were three-year things. Yes, but, it is a three-year degree, yeah.
1: two in the class, ah, and then your internship great. can be anywhere like in an New Zealand. Like an apprenticeship in a way. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. Exactly. Um, so we, d- we made the decision that I would go down on my own, mm-hmm. and I would fly home regularly for visits, and, and they would come down and visit me. Um, and then my jo- daughter decided she needed a change, so she joined me. So my daughter and I moved down to Christchurch the together. How old was your daughter? Um, at the time, she would have been sixteen.
0: Okay. Yeah, so, so that's she was. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: she and I went down together, which was wonderful. Um, two months after we'd arrived there, they had the mosque shootings. Oh yes. Yeah. So that was kind of, and my daughter was caught in the lockdown <gasps> oh. because of where her school was. So okay. that was kind of. Oh. Yeah, it was very much. <laughs> that's exactly what it was yes. like. I rang my husband to let him know we were okay, mm-hmm. and he said, "I don't suppose I can get you to come home." And I said, "Oh, wow. oh we can't run away, no, because that's just falling into no, what this I've, guy wanted. Yeah, I is agree. Just scare people away. Yes. Um, so, but that was quite an eye-opening way yeah. to, introduction to journalism.
0: Yes, I was thinking, that was just going scrolling through my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So the
1: first-year students, which I was one of, um, were not expected to do any interviewing or anything around Mm. that. But what Mm. we did do is we worked on some of the work that the second-year students, they were given the opportunity to get involved with the actual storytelling, which was pretty huge, Mm. as you can imagine, and for them. and, And we're talking... So I was slightly older by maybe about three decades. <laughs> yes. um, the average age of most of the students was uh, 20 to 22. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. So for a lot of them, it was their first time away from home. Yes. Um, new City. Mm. Uh, so that was quite a... Oh, a did wolf. you become
0: Camp Mother? <laughs> I tried really hard not to.
1: I, tr- I made it really clear that I did not want to be Camp Mother. No. Because I needed, I had to focus on my studies And I had my 16-year-old daughter with me, so she was my focus as well.
0: Yeah,
1: Um, I made some good friends, and uh, yes, I did socialize occasionally with them, uh, but tended to be more private parties because I felt like they didn't treat me as if I was – three decades older. No, but in I'm a, sure in a social public environment, I kind of was like, everybody's gonna think they've brought their mother with them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. A bit of a try hard sort of thing. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So that first year was it was a little lonely because yeah. I, oh, I'm myself. very actively involved in theatre. Yes. On the Cavity Coast. Uh-huh. L- big really good big <laughs> group of friends up here. Um and it was just a whole you were different missing environment. That. Yeah, I was.
0: Oh, and obviously, well, I mean, way- it was new to you, yeah. just just like it was new to the other students. Exactly, yes. and yes.
1: I've never done tertiary education before. Oh,
0: so, so that was another. So big I've also year. proved so,
1: to my children it doesn't matter how old you are, you can always is go back. Wonderful, wonderful yeah. role model.
0: Yeah. So, particularly um, for your daughter. Yes, yes. Exactly.
1: So this first, so the first year was was interesting. And then the second year, of course, we
0: had lockdown. Well, I was thinking COVID's coming in here. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes,
1: so we so we got through the first year, came home. I spent uh, my daughter and I spent six weeks back on the Kapiti Coast over Christmas. Had a great time. I passed all my first year really oh, well. Well done. I was really happy. Did with you have my to results. study
0: a lot? Did you feel you were catching up, sort of? A little
1: bit initially, yeah. Um, but really, what threw me was the technical technology stuff. Yes. Yes. because apart from I mean obviously I'd learned a lot working at Coast Access Radio using all the technology they had here yes. but this was a whole nother level there was video right? technology and there was yeah, yeah there was a lot of yeah, iPhone technology I didn't have an iPhone I had an Android um, yes. so there was a lot of learning a lot of learning going on and um, so the technology was probably the thing I struggled with the most I'm a, I'm not blowing my own trumpet or anything but I'm Quite good at the grammar and the yes. and the descriptive writing and all that kind of thing. It was more around yeah the the technology, knowing how to make things work. I understand that completely. Yeah, So I came back from the first year feeling I'd made the right decision and I was in the right place. Had an um, good.
0: Oh, that's the main hmm, thing.
1: Had the opportunity to do a couple of um, recordings here again, which was great. Made you know because I had missed working here. Um, Todd used to ring me. I think once every six weeks or so, and we'd have a catch-up nice. with our Nikki <laughs> down on... What, well, on air? Yep. We'd oh, no, do a live catch-up, usually happened. on a Friday, about every six weeks. Okay. He'd, he'd catch up and just see how things were going for me. Um So we got through that and went back for the second year. And I actually happened to be back the weekend we um that the government announced we were going into Level 4 lockdown. And so, the again, had one of those situations, what do I do? Because if I stay here... I knew that I'd end up having to assist my son with his education yes. and my daughter with hers and my husband would be working from home and all those things would just make it that little bit more difficult for me to concentrate on what I needed mm-hmm. to do. So again, with my husband's support... Um, You've got a good if, man there. I have, uh? but don't <laughs> tell him that. Um, so, <laughs> I, um, I, um, yeah, so with his support... I made the decision to actually head back down, even though I knew that it could be a ma- number of weeks, maybe even months, before I could see the family again.
0: Wow. Um And it was... Gosh, it, you're it, brave, strong. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, no, no, it is a strength of character. And The whole thing out, was outside of your comfort zone. Oh, yes. every Every step, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes.
1: I loved what I was doing and I loved yeah. creating Passion. stories. The second year was fabulous because, like, we got opportunities. I interviewed... Um, Sir Bob Parker, on the 10th anniversary of the first earthquake, so the the September one. Um, I went over to the West Coast and interviewed. Oh, um, so
0: interesting. Yeah,
1: I I interviewed some of the people involved with Pike River
0: Mine as well,
1: and that was wonderful. So I got opportunities Mm. to do things that I dreamed of doing, and now, now I was doing them, and it was really exciting. Almost unbelievable. It. Yeah, yes. it was, very much so. Because so. it was a
0: relatively short space of time,
1: it really, was. for all that. It was. Yeah, you compress a lot into those two years. Yes, you really sure. do. Um, and the second year, I also took on the role of editor for the school magazine. So Broadcasting School is... Yes, I saw that mm, online, yes. Mm, broadcasting School. have an school. online presence. I do. <laughs> uh, broadcasting School is based in the Ara campus yes. in Christchurch, and they have an Ara magazine that's for students. and so I Came the editor of that, uh, which did was you really love it? Awesome. I did. Yes, yeah, because it gave it was a different magazine writing, a different vibe. Yes, I know from news writing. Mm. So yeah. yeah, so so that was really yeah. cool. So anyway, I as we were getting closer to the end of that second year, I had to make a decision about what next. Um And my family made it quite clear. By that stage, my daughter had actually come back to the Kapiti Coast. Oh, okay. Um, and So she'd left
0: college? No, 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 she'd
1: she just transferred, transferred back, yeah. Okay. after 18 months. I think the combination of the way our trip started or our adventure started and then COVID. Uh, yes, if that hadn't year, happened. It probably, when you're a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot to take on. Yes. So yes, so anyway, she she'd come back, so it was just me down there, and so my husband and I had some big chats, (laughs) and we decided that for us all as a family, for me to still follow my dream, I needed to get my internship up here. It needed to be somewhere between Wellington and Palmerston North, um, because it was time for
0: me to come home. So so are you allowed to pick the locality? We, no, no, not you normally. Not. And
1: so what it meant for me, and I realised this and my tutor pointed this out to me. Oh, my tutor, by the way, was Vicky Wilkinson-Baker. Now, that name may ring some bells. She used to be on Fair as an investigative oh. reporter and she was also oh, an investigative re- reporter for TVNZ and a number of other. And she now does um, regular episodes on country calendar
0: oh wow yes oh so, so i would know her face <laughs> yes you would she's amazing um is but, she
1: yeah oh she was phenomenal just uh, i and because i am the generation i am i knew who she was and i was just like so excited that i'm being taught by this <laughs> yes. woman who i used to watch yeah doing her thing and now i'm going to be doing that thing Yeah. um so she was yeah so, i mean all the tutors said to me you know you do realize that you were restricting your opportunities oh, by they? saying, but I was like, yeah, but I'm also unlike these 20 Young year olds ones, who are free, You have commitments? Yeah, exactly. I have yeah. commitments. So it took me five months to find an internship. Well, that Most is quite of the, or actually probably longer, because we started looking in about September, October, and I didn't get one until May last year.
0: Were you disheartened?
1: I was. I was starting to really struggle. Um, Graham and I and Todd and I had talked about me coming in and maybe doing, they could possibly... Fund ten to fifteen hours a week, and then I was looking at other. So I was looking at maybe. So doing sort of juggling various yeah, things yes. to try and get yeah. the the number of hours I needed yes. to do because you have to do so many hours right. for the internship nine hundred and sixty in total. Um, and so it was trying to make so it. So how work. much
0: is that approximate? Like per week, would that be approximately? Um, not,
1: it's, well, if you do it in the six months, then yes. it's a full forty it, hour. Is a week. it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right um i ended up spreading mine over seven months and doing 30 hours a week so that Uh because i already had 40 hours up my sleeve from the magazine editing because that was allowed to be included as well so that was really cool did you know that yes 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 yes. our our head of school made it really clear that if we did anything that uh gave us the experience that our course was teaching us Mm. then that could be we could apply to have that Applied to the internship, and so I yeah, know. so it was great.
0: So you thought ahead, yes, really. yes,
1: <laughs> yes. absolutely. So oh. yeah, so um I basically had got down to applying for everything and everywhere, and I was getting turned down for lots. And mm. I tried really hard not to think it was my age, mm. but yeah. some of it made me feel did like I, that it might have been. Did I'm sure they would never say that, no, but of course not. I just thought, you know, maybe they're concerned about my. Your family commitments, and to, commitments. yeah, my family commitments and, yeah. yeah, all that mm, other stuff. Mm. So, anyway, um, I happened to apply to NZME. Um, oh, yes. And because I knew they owned the Kapiti News yep. and the Horafinua Chronicle. Yep. And I thought, community papers, so I'm still sort of doing my community thing but in written form. Um, and Kapiti News didn't have anything for me and – The person I wrote to came back and said the Horafinua Chronicle didn't either. And then within two days after me getting that email, the Horafinua Chronicle editor rang me and said that she'd like me to come. Wow, oh, so she's a woman. Yeah, yeah. Because I know David Haxton of Capitone News. Yes, so it's Janine Balbergen is the editor of Livin. And you like
0: It's a good working relationship. Yes, it is a good working relationship. They
1: have one... Uh, so an editor and a reporter. That's all they have in the okay, editorial so team, smaller. which is exactly the same. Oh, is that the same? Yeah, same oh, as David. When you
0: see the staff thing, it looks, oh, what a lot. Like, yes, but, but the a ones lot that... of them are sales.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. obviously community papers, because you don't pay for them, yeah. they only exist because of the advertisers. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. Um. So that was really cool. So May last year, I moved uh, work-wise mm. um, into Livin. right i have actually lived there.
0: Oh, so that's helpful too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: yeah. it'd been 16 years, but I was amazed by how many people were still there. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, so I already had a few connections. We had a bit of history. Yeah, a bit of history. <laughs> and it was good history, so that's all yeah. right. Um, <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so I started... Uh, so I was doing thirty hours a week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh multimedia journalist is what they call you. Is that? Yes. Um because they <laughs> like you to do video and audio oh, as well. Oh do they? As, yes. Oh um, that's so interesting. I don't know that I because it's a community paper, we don't really get a lot of opportunity to do that. So no. most of my work was written. Yes. Um, but it went online. And then sometimes uh, it would go into the paper. So it would depend on oh, I see. how much room was in the paper. Ah. Yeah. So that, that
0: came second? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So that's, they've all gone online now. so And it's under the New Zealand Oh, yes, Imperial I understand website. them being mm. – yes, that's right. I've mm. seen all of that and followed that. But I didn't realise that was the first, you yes. know, as opposed to the print copy. Yes. The print mm.
1: copy is second. And the print copy is very much based on – how many pages they have, which is based on how much advertising has been sold. For sure. Yeah.
0: Mm, there's so much more to it, isn't there? Yes, it? Yeah. there is. But at least you, you in, in fulfilling that role, you're meeting people, finding out their stories, doing all the things exactly. that drew you to it in the first place. Exactly. Assembling it all into a story. Yes, exactly. And you can loved use it. all those lovely words. Yes. <laughs> I loved it. No, it was so, really grand,
1: and I yeah. got an opportunity to tell some really – awesome stories i i met with a um a pacific island youth group mm-hmm. who were um putting things in place to help with mental health because a lot of pacific island people really struggle with admitting that they're having yes. mental health wow. issues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was, you know, and, and I got, um, yeah, it was great. I loved it. And being part of the community and getting to tell people stories, exactly the same thing that attracted me to Access Radio. Yes. It's the stories yes. you don't necessarily hear or see in mainstream. Yes, You get that's to put right. them into a platform. Yeah. So people can still
0: hear So, them. Looking ahead, do you, would you like to work with national newspapers like Dom Post or do you see your role more in a broadcasting sphere?
1: Uh, I'd love to get back behind the mic. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. That, That's my thing.
1: I have, I have looked at RNZ, or I've applied for jobs at RNZ. haven't got them, obviously, because I'm still at the Chronicle. Well, I,
0: <laughs> I read, and cause researching this before I came here, yeah. um, I did see a wee quote, the small size of New Zealand broadcasting industry means low demand. For journalists so you're up against that it's not because you're no good at what you're doing or yep. too old or anything like that you've just chosen a hard road <laughs> yes
1: exactly and part of it i think is it is very much. I mean, it's a, like you said, it's a small country, mm. and the industry is a little bit—not a lot—but it's a little bit of who you know. Oh, yes. So you hear about jobs, I will believe that. or somebody will yep. say you should look yep. at this person;
0: they would be good I for this role. It, yes, it's, I've come across that as a writer to all mm. that sort of thing. There's all this little networking mm. stuff, going and networking's on. important. It is. It really is very important.
1: Yeah. So, so um, yeah, anyway, so for going yeah, forward. Yeah, going forward, um, where to from here? I, I really enjoyed the community thing. Um, I don't think I could do radio news, strict radio news, where you have to tell a story in four sentences because that's how they operate. That's, um, so, I'd either want to work for, um, go to TV and work for something like Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And a couple of other of those kind of programs, you know, where you're doing a little bit of investigative, yes, that's and a little interesting, bit of storytelling, as yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, I'd love to come back to Access Radio.
0: That's, that would be that would be a option. dream. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, there's lots of options out there for you now. Yeah. You've got all this behind you, Nikki, exactly. isn't there? Yeah. Well, look, thank you for coming in and sharing your life with us, Nikki. And we hope you find heaps and heaps of stories out there, and we know you'll get to meet amazing people. So all the best and good luck. Thanks, Viv. You've been listening to Then and Now with me, Vivienne Bailey. Listen again for another program when we will revisit another Then and Now.